0: Welcome to Church for the Rest of Us podcast. I'm Jimmy Scroggins, lead pastor at Family Church, and today I am joined in our studios by Bev Bonner and Kim Wells. Bev is the director of connections and groups for all of Family Church, and Kim works with Bev on that team, and together they make sure that we are able to capture and track guests. Last week we talked about capturing guests. Today we're gonna talk about tracking guests. It's one thing to get fish on the line But what you do next can mean the difference of reeling them in or losing the big fish. So Bev, Kim, the guest follow-up gurus, let's start with the why.
1: Okay. Well, the why is that we are all ministers and shepherds in this business, right? That's our call to ministry, and we are in the people business. So it's the tracking of guests is not just checking numbers and seeing names on lines, but it really is about shepherding and stewarding the resources that God has given us, which the greatest resource is people. So in the podcast earlier, when we talked about capturing guests, we talked about getting the information, how we do that, and all the different points of contact that we have. But even those cards and pieces of paper in front of us are not just information or just names on cards, it really involves careful input and really thinking through that, paying attention to different pieces of information as we get it. And uh, we really try to distribute names and families so that we can track them and really give effective follow-up. Like, for instance, if we have a guest that comes and that guest has students in student ministry and maybe they checked in, well, what we're going to try to do is pair up someone on our team. That's going to contact them, reach out to them that is worked or involved in student ministry or has students themselves. So just trying to put a little more put thought. Put like with like. Yeah, I put a little more thought, a little more input into it instead of just calling and making the, making the just regular normal phone call and checking that off the list. So- yeah, I think
0: that's so important, Beth, because we've all been in that situation. If you've worked in church very long where you've been assigned a contact and you realize when you call the person like you have nothing in common with them right you're in a different life stage you don't work in there feel like and it's just the most awkward kind of interaction but if you know hey you guys got a teenager i've got teenagers or i work with teenagers it does make it i mean i think that's extremely helpful it's a lot of work on you though
1: well and what you know sometimes we do get those cards where there is no like there there's no connection here there's no reason for it so We're listening in a conversation to just try to do the very best we can, Uh, you know, and and maybe it's my northern accent that somebody really relates to and they pick up on that. Because you're from Buffalo. And they figure that out and they go, wait a minute, where are you from? You know, so sometimes it's something as simple as that, but just trying to really connect with the people so that they understand it really is about them. It's not about just the fact that we're trying to have a lot of people at our church.
0: Well, Kim, we always talk about how the information on those cards is gold to us. That is the lifeblood Absolutely. of our church. It's not just information, but one of the things that you specialize in is is, is what are the nuts and well, bolts? Like, what are the mechanics? How do we actually take the information from the card and turn it into something that we can uh, use and something that we can track?
2: Yeah, so we really have two mechanisms that we use exclusively to, to do this. The first is our database, and most churches have a database of some kind. A couple years ago, we went to one called Ministry Platform. Uh, we really like it. It it For me, it I describe it as an interface that resembles kind of a cross between Outlook and Excel. So there's a tablet, kind of a table format with that. And uh, this is the storehouse that stores all of the information. Like, that's the big kahuna, really. But the problem when you have a database like that, and most people experience this, is that how do you get the information out that you need when you need it? And so in tandem with that, we developed a tool on Google Sheets that's a live document. We're multi-site, so we needed something that was certainly web-based that anybody could get to at any time, especially some of our pastors that are that are traveling quite a bit. And right. This is something they can get on whether they're in a hotel room or they're sitting in their office. And we really divided that for to just to have an, the people that we're actually going after right now. So the, they'd have the most current guests on there, the most current people who've gone to First Connection, the most uh, current people that have become members or that, that really need to take a next step. So we yeah. just really focus on those
0: two tools. And I want everybody to hear that because when you work in a church, especially if a church of any size... Every church I've ever worked at, we've always been frustrated with our database because it never does exactly what we want as fast as we want. And so there's always people on our team that are always going, hey, can I just get a report that shows I need everybody who uh, wore green pants to church in the last two years and between the ages of 30 and 55. Well, it does. it's hard to make it do that. Right. And so we're always wanting something. And the database people are always telling you can't happen. And then – It's such a massive thing in a church like ours. We're trying to keep track of all this data. So you have thousands and thousands and thousands of names and tens of hundreds of thousands of pieces of information. And it's hard to figure out. Sometimes people get lost. And so one of the things that you guys have done, which I think is a real innovation, even though we're a, a mega church with thousands of people. You guys have used something that anybody of any size could use, and doesn't cost any money, and that's Google Sheets.
2: Yeah, absolutely, it's right? free. It's, it's a free, free service.
0: <laughs> it's web based. It's mobile friendly, tablet, phone, desktop. And you guys have made use of a tool that Google has provided to all of us. And I know Google makes money. I don't know how because we don't pay for anything. Mm-hmm. But they, but they, they have provided this for us, and it really is phenomenal. And this is something that I, I just appreciate is because any church of any size can use this, and our campus pastors who are pastoring churches of everything between a 1,700 all use the same kind of Google Sheet.
2: Yeah. And I, I think one other key point of that is that it we just at some point we just admitted our limitations. And as much as we'd love to be able to to take infinite amount of time with each individual person. We just had to come to a place where we just realized, okay, we have X amount of time. What do we want to focus on? And we allow the real essentially the database to work for us so that we don't lose information and we right. can reach back when we want to, but we use the Google Sheets as like the the in the now kind of, of, of piece of information that these are the people that we're actually going after right now.
0: Yeah, and I love that. And I, I would just say to all of our listeners you need to have some tool that is that is where you're putting new people on it and rolling people off of it. You can't just have a tool where just everybody piles on it because it's in no time you have too many names to call. You look at your sheet and you just go, all right, I can't call these people.
1: Yeah, or you have a sheet that is has so much data on it that is so overwhelming. I mean, I can remember… When this actually got birth was from one of our campus pastors who started using his own Excel sheet because he wouldn't do the the sheets that we had that we would pass out at every meeting. Jimmy, you remember this? We'd sit in the meeting, we'd go around the table and talk about guests. And all the all of the guys who were pastors, and this was before we were multi-site, yeah. they would sit there and just glaze over. And I'm sitting there thinking, what's wrong with you? Can't you just read this this database sheet? But one of those guys just said, I- I've got to find something that I can look at a name and a phone number and just call immediately. And it kind of got birthed there. But then the Google Sheets piece just took it to a, a, a another level completely. Right. So I'm sure we could all of our access. listeners
0: have, have used tools like this as well, maybe even more effective than we are. We'd love to hear from you because... We want to do this better, but I hope this will be something that, that you can uh, use. Now, Bev, the whole pr- uh, premise of the Google Sheets tracker is that we have a tier of people right. that are most important to us right now. That's right. Talk to us about h- how do we prioritize our guests that we're actually tracking? How, how, do we, how do we do that?
1: Well, one of the things that we've asked every campus to do, they have the liberty to, to add as many other things as they want to, but the three main things we're looking at is First of all, put every guest that is coming to your service that is you've you've identified them as a guest. That's the one tab that we really focus on the guest, and what we're doing is trying to follow up on those guests and get them to first connection, which we will actually be talking about in another podcast. But that is the one area we focus on. The second tab that we focus on is follow up. So if if that guest comes, if we've had conversation, whatever has transpired, if they come to first connection or we've had conversation even on the phone we have a follow-up tab to say this person's ready to talk about baptism or this person actually wants to join, but there's some other things we're waiting on or whatever that is.
0: It's called Next Steps Information. It's the next step
1: information piece. And then the third tab is the tab that actually once they've joined, they've become a member of family church. And this is the one that's probably sometimes the most difficult to really – Get people to get to this step because they've joined the church, and in their minds, they're thinking, I've joined, I've checked the box, I'm done, (laughs) and I've done everything. Now I'm a member. But in our minds, we're looking at that and saying, Okay, wait a minute, you're a member. But we actually create some columns that say, "Are you involved in serving? Are you involved in a group? and and trying to make sure that by beside every name, there is some level of involvement there. And
0: that's what's really tracked on the third tab. right. And I think what you guys are doing, Bev and Kim, really helps campus pastors so much because in our scheme, the campus pastors are in charge of people and logistics and quality right. control at their campus. And this is the people business, and what you're talking about are ways that you facilitate the campus pastors. Really going after people. You don't do it for them. You right. provide them the way to do it, and your your team creates the information and maintains the information for them so that they can they can do what they're supposed to do. Because uh, you know you know in our in our situation, the uh, campus pastors and the campus directors have to report their numbers every week. That's right. So how many guests did you have? How many people showed up at your events? How many people were there on Sunday morning? But the worst thing you could do at any church of any size is to make it about numbers. It really can't be about numbers. The numbers have to be about people. And one of the things that that you guys have done, which I think is so helpful, is we work so hard at individually, personally following up with every guest and every person on the track or multiple phone calls, in-home visits, face-to-face, coffee, lunch, dinner, whatever, trying to connect with them because you cannot automate this. Like all this does is facilitate the person to person contact that's going to build a relationship, and uh you guys are doing that well, Jimmy, uh, one so, of the so things well. that you've
1: done too is in every meeting, and these campus pastors are implementing that in their own meetings, but in every meeting, the first thing we start out with is tell us what you saw, tell about some people right. that you connected with, tell about some some folks that you met this weekend, and so what happens is when they go to their campus pastor meeting. They actually are looking at a tracker with names and saying, tell me about this person. Right. Did you interact with this person? Did you follow up with this one? Where are we at here? And so it does turn the numbers, which are important and, and are a thermometer for us, but it turns that from numbers to people and it keeps them focused on people.
0: Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this. What happens if we're tracking them, we're following up, we're trying to get them to come to First Connection because they're on that first tab you talked about, Beb? What happens if somebody doesn't respond to our invitation? We want them to come to First Connection, but they won't come.
1: So that is the great golden question: How long do we pursue somebody? And I've had people ask that all the time, even on our own team. And 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 I serve in a in a position where I'm actually on a team. I'm not just sitting in an office doing this somewhere. So I serve on a team with people doing that at our downtown campus and we're always asking the question, how long do I how long do I keep them on here? So what we do, we kind of every campus has set a little bit of a different standard depending on the size in of the campus. Yeah, and different time frames, but we probably at our downtown campus, we have anywhere from 40 to 70 guests a month. So with that kind that, that of number that are registered in this that, format. that are registered right. in this format, so in that kind of environment, boy, you you can't just keep people on there forever. Your your list is going to be overwhelming. So we really keep people on there for two months. And Kim, you actually track that. I mean, I think sometimes we figured out that the the first within the first two months people respond, and then there's this five or six months that they don't, and then they may come in eight months. But okay. there's a right. we thought a that there would be
2: like a the the conventional wisdom was that people would need to take some time to get to know us and then they might be interested in coming and really it's quite the opposite they they they'll come in the first couple of months and then if we don't get them to first connection in the first two months then it'll be 6 months or more before we they'll actually come yeah. so and then
1: we'll have people that come that like this couple this last Sunday that's been visiting a year you know and right. and they came to first connection so what we've done is we just kind of left that with a campus to make that decision our general rule of thumb downtown is that we keep them on there two months. Then we don't. We figure we have invited them enough, and now it's kind of in their court. Now we will at some point, whether it's six months or at the end of a year, we'll send kind of a, a blanket email to those folks saying, hey, and we know we we want you to come to First Connection. You haven't been able to do that. We want you to know you still have opportunity. But then we're kind of leaving the ball in their court, you know, and saying, if if we don't hear from you. We won't be chasing that. We won't, we're we not we
0: are not going to chase that. So if we don't hear from them again, we're going to let that one go. All right. Well, let me ask you this, Kim. I want our listeners to get this. So what we're saying is if I go to my staff meeting and I'm a campus pastor, I'm a campus pastor. One of our camps runs 300 people. So we have, you know, five guests a week or whatever we have that are registered with us. All right. So like what is happening? I go to my staff meeting. What actually happens in the meeting? So I pass out the tracker. Or yep. they look it up. What well, happens?
2: everyone's invited to the tracker. So they actually have they um, live tablet access tablet anytime they, they want to get on there. And like Bev said, we really leave it up to the campus pastor to decide, you know, I have a smaller campus, I'm getting five guests a week, I can actually hold on to people pretty reasonably for about six months. Mm-hmm. And we can send out some emails and and keep pursuing them that way. But you know, at a larger campus, when you just got way more numbers than, you can, than right. you can handle, you have to put limitations in there somewhere.
0: All right. But think about this: the first time they show up, okay? So mm-hmm. we're in we're in staff meeting. Here's our here's our guest from this week. What happens? You you be the campus pastor. What happens?
2: Yeah. So he assigns those names to individuals. So okay. like we started off with, if it's somebody that's clearly got a connection with the student ministry, we'd sign that to the student minister, right? More kids minister, and so on. So those are all divided up. And that first tab, again, the the primary goal is just to get those people to come to First Connection. So for any staff member, we can script them very easily, even if they don't like talking on the phone. You're just calling them, thanking them for coming to our church and inviting them to First Connection.
0: All right. So, right. So let's say, all right, I'm, I'm on your team. You assign, you know, Fred Smith to me because he has teenagers. I've got teenagers. So I call Fred. Hey, Fred, what do I say?
2: Yeah, you say, hey, Fred, thank you so much for being a guest with us recently. I don't know if you maybe heard in the service uh, about First Connection, but I'm going to be there this Sunday, and I'd love for you to come and be my guest with me at First Connection. You can sit at the table with me, and we'll, it's just a time that we take and just kind of describe a little bit about what First Connection is. It's a time that we take to share a little bit more about our church, our vision for reaching South Florida, and how you could be a part of that.
0: Yeah, and what I love about that, Bev, is if I call Fred, you have scripted me with a goal of the conversation. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm sure we're gonna do some talk before we say all that where, hey, how was your experience? How'd you find out about us? Tell me about your kids. Oh, my kids go to school. Okay. But then eventually I'm trying to wrap this with a clear and strong personal invitation to That's join right. me at first connection, right? So I will be able at the end of the conversation to say, yes, they're coming. No, they're not coming. They might come. That's right. right.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. And I listen, when I make my calls, I try to end with a very clear. You know, we have first connection this Sunday.
1: Is this something you think you'll be able to attend this Sunday right. with a clear right. yes or no? <laughs> and we right. actually have given scripts to our campus pastors for them to take and use. All
0: right. And so we do we do that at our at our at our meeting. So like the next staff meeting, Bev, you're in charge of staffing because you're the campus pastor. I work for you. What are you going to do?
1: Well, the, the call she just described is the one that's the week before first connection leading right. up to it. So
0: But like the, last week that you next told week, me call right. Fred Smith. This week, what happens?
1: Well, wouldn't that be great if every meeting ran that way? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's just say in the ideal. Let's, let's talk about the ideal world. <laughs> yes. let's you, mean talk you, about- you made your call. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's just yeah. let's, let's play this out as if it worked perfect. Let,
1: let's do that. So what I would do is I would really go around and say, okay, these individuals came to First Connection, and here's the decision they made, and here's their next steps, and we'd celebrate a little bit of that. And if there needed to be further follow-up, we would figure out who's going to take on that follow-up. And then from there, what we do is, here's the ones that didn't come. Right. They did not respond. Let's text them right. Now, we would take 30 minutes at the end of the meeting or 15, depending on the number of phone calls. Let's text them right now and say, hey, really missed you. Hope that you can make a plan to come next month. I'll try to remind you before first
0: connection. So the point is, we have a tracking system, but the tracking system only works if you have people working the tracker. That's exactly right. right. And they will only work the tracker if someone is holding them accountable and saying, Here's who you have to call next week. You have to keep a list of those so that next week I can say, hey, Bev, what did Fred say when you called him? That's right. Right? Otherwise... Yeah, and we it, just have a tracker that's not being used.
2: Yeah, even to, to speak to that from a team level, we have a system where the new comments are put in red. So it's very clear when I pull it up, like who's made that's their the calls latest. and who hasn't. And then also as a team, we have a group me where we celebrate kind of like a snap in the paper, I guess All you'd right. say. I got one. I got one. Right. So-and-so's registered. So-and-so's RSVP. It does. And so it just creates a little bit of energy with our team to celebrate leading up to First Connection. but. All of that, though it's fun, is speaking exactly what you said, accountability. And if you're the one guy who's not saying anything because you've not made your calls, it becomes very evident right away.
0: Right. And one of the things that we have developed at Family Church, and you guys have been so instrumental in this, is, is I think what you just said, the group me, the celebration, accountability kind of has a negative connotation, like who's going to make sure you made your calls. And I actually think we all take joy in, in, in reaching out to our to our guests and actually helping them take next steps. And we actually so enjoy seeing them at First Connection and getting them in a group. And so I really do think that the environment is not, you know, hey, you better make your calls or there's going to be hell to pay, you know, next staff meeting. It's more like, hey, man, let's make our calls because these are God's gift to us. This information is God's yeah. gift to us. And you help us steward this really, really well. I'm very grateful. Hey, look, that's all we have time for today. But Kim and Bev will be back again to talk about follow-up from First Connection in a more in-depth way. We talked a little bit about it today. We'll talk a lot more next time. Thanks for being with us today at Church for the Rest of Us podcast. And listeners, we want to hear from you. You might have heard something we said today. You might have a better way. You might be using a Google tracker in a better way. You might have invented your own. I don't know. Send it to us. Email us. Uh, Let us know. You can visit us at familychurchnetwork.com and share your thoughts Looking forward to being with you next time on Church for the Rest of Us. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time, This is Jimmy Scroggins, and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.